0: Hi, guys, and welcome to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. I'm your host, Alicia. And today, back on the podcast, we have Dr. Ali Boutros. We've had um, Dr. Ali on earlier podcasts, but for those of you who this might be your first time tuning in, Dr. Ali has a doctorate in clinical psychology. She's a mentor, life coach, author, and has a podcast out called Tuesday Talks with Dr. Ali. And I just want to say, I'm so thrilled to have you back on today. So welcome, Dr. Ali. Thank you so much. I always love these podcasts
1: and your kind of intentionality, as well as the questions you ask, I think are so important and so helpful um, to so many people who are at a difficult place and looking for hope and looking for a way forward in healing. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah, that's the exact reason that we're going forward and doing this is just to, you know, create this, I think, super important conversation. The last few times I've had you on, we've, we've dove into betrayal, trauma and destructive cycles and mindsets. Okay. And I want to encourage the listener um, to go back and listen to those episodes if you've missed them, because they are so good, so informative and they give you a pathway to freedom But today I wanted to bring you back on because Brian and I have been talking about something called triggers. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to start off with a quote by Brene Brown, because I think it paints such a clear picture of what triggers look like. And for me, I'm a visual person. So this was especially helpful for me. And this is her quote. Triggers are mirrors to an unresolved trauma. Very deep within, And I think that quote was just so good, which kind of leads me into what I wanted to talk to you about today. Mm-hmm. So not everyone knows what triggers are. So could you describe what a trigger is and maybe the difference between internal and external triggers? Yeah,
1: I love that quote too. It's true. Triggers are really yeah. giving us information. Um, and I also think sometimes triggers are important in life. Um, essentially, how I describe it, like when you go to a place of in psychology, we use fancy terms like emotional dysregulation. So if you think of your emotions feeling regulated and consistent and kind of neutral or calm or you're going through your day, you're not really in a state of panic anxiety stress anything and then something happens right Mm -hmm. that causes that emotion to not be regulated anymore and essentially causes us to go into a state of anxiety a state of fight or flight of intense fear or um, shame or you know these really big emotions that can really derail us and so the trigger is essentially um, an event. And as you said, it could be external or internal that causes a biological and chemical reaction in us that leads to a significant change in our emotions and then produces a significant change in our behavior as well. It's usually a distressing experience. And so the external triggers are things that are outside of us. So maybe um someone says a comment to us and it causes us to get triggered. We, we change our mood changes instantly. We feel discouraged, angry, hurt. Our emotions are all over the place. We can't stop thinking about it. We're frustrated and overwhelmed by it. And we may act or say something in a rash way or without thinking it through, um, because of what's going on in our, in our neurobiology at the time, and then internal trigger is something inside of us so it could be a mindset or it could be assumptions it could be a negative thought about ourselves you know it could be that we look in the mirror and we feel like we look a certain way that day and it causes us to internally kind of shut down or become discouraged or frustrated or change our behavior or change what we're wearing or change you know and not want to go out that day or something like that um it's important to remember that there are moments at which, you know, these triggers, they're they are there to give us information. Just like that quote said, they are there to help us understand ourselves. And there are times when it is important to be triggered because it gives us information about how to keep ourselves safe.
0: Yeah, totally. I know for me, um, anytime I've experienced triggers in my own life, they can feel so intense, Mm -hmm. they feel so real, like something is happening to me right in this moment. So kind of, um, you know, expounding upon that, can you talk about what is happening in the brain or the body when these triggers are occurring? Yes,
1: absolutely. I love this because there's so much rich information that I think can reduce both the stigma and also create um, hope and conversation. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, and especially that I've worked with in the past, when I was in the realm of working as a therapist, a lot of people, I would help them to identify their triggers because sometimes we're not aware of it. Sometimes we just think we're in a bad mood and we don't know why we're in a bad mood. And we don't even realize someone did something or said something or something happened. You know, even maybe we watched the news or we watched a TV show and a topic was talked about that we have some trauma with or we have some negative experiences with. And you go throughout your day and you're like, why do I feel so bad? And why is my mood so off? Mm -hmm. And so part of how we start to recognize if we're being triggered is With our body and our physiological reaction, there's a pretty standard reaction that happens um, based on essentially our fight, flight, freeze being triggered. So, oftentimes, our stomach will clench. um, We will feel maybe shaky. We will feel like we can no longer think clearly or we'll become hyper focused um, as well. Both responses are possible where it's like, I can't think of anything other than this or I can't think of a solution and I'm panicking because I can't think of anything. Um, And so neurobiologically what happens is our, our planning part of the brain, the part of our brain that um, keeps us from being impulsive, that part shuts down. And it's like, we don't need this part right now because you feel threatened and you feel overwhelmed. And so your brain tries to force you to have to stay in the present moment it's hard to think of like if you you know everyone has expanded a trigger at some point and if you think of how distressed you were you can't rationally think okay how is this going to work out tomorrow and like right. I wonder if I can You know, I wonder what's going to happen next year or I wonder what the path, what happened in the past to cause this to happen. It's like those parts of the brain are gone and you're like (laughs) this moment only. And it's Mm -hmm. only if this moment doesn't get fixed, nothing gets fixed. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it becomes very intense. And then unfortunately and fortunately, right, uh, we Mm -hmm. can't control our impulses. And that's so important for our survival that, you know, I always use the example of like, if we're out for a walk and we see a bear, it would be so bad if our neurobiology didn't help us in that situation and say, oh my gosh, something scary. We need to be aware of this and solve this problem before we do anything else today. Yeah. Right. If you're like thinking, okay, I guess I'll just keep walking, go home and make lunch and think about this problem later. Like it might not end so well for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so knowing like our brain is trying to help us, um, even if it's not actually doing so, um, but our brain really wants to protect us and make sure that we're solving the threat for the sake of our survival and for the sake of our overall health. So it is something that definitely can. Unfortunately though, cause us to act in rash ways that are even more Mm -hmm. destructive because we don't have our normal access to our problem solving and clear thinking behavior.
0: Yeah, totally. I know, you know, just kind of thinking back over the times where I have experienced trigger moments. I know for me, um, when I would experience like a triggered emotion or reaction at the beginning, I had no idea what was going on inside of me. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I had all this fear, anxiety, anxiety, fight or flight would kick into overdrive leaving me feeling like I have to do something right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. only Mm -hmm. not knowing at the same time what I'm supposed to do so it's just like you need to do something and you're like I don't know what to do I don't know what's happening so how can someone identify if they have triggers and or you know what their triggers are yeah It's
1: so true because I think, you know, even for myself, I look back and I realize some of the things that were triggering me, I was unaware of in my own life. And that caused me to come to conclusions about like, well, I'm just, you know, in a mood or in a funk or I'm just, you know, depressed right now. And when I could actually start to unpack that, I really started to realize like, okay, something caused a change change in my mood. And so I think that is one of the biggest things, if we can really be aware of our mood and be self-aware and work towards that awareness, we can catch these things so much more quickly and become more empowered over, you know, our day and our mood. So changes in mood that are trick or important like indicator of identifying if you have a trigger um, changes in again, like if you feel you're going throughout your day one of the skills that I would teach my, my clients is to kind of check in with your body and we'd set an alarm on their, on their phone for, you know, two or three times a day, this alarm's going to go off and just imagine yourself scanning your body and seeing if there's any tension and then rating that tension. Like is your stomach clenched or your shoulders tense? Do You have a headache. Um, do you feel able to focus and concentrate, you know, and kind of, Making some notes on that and again, being your own detective and and being curious about what's going on in you. And as people get more and more comfortable doing that, they start to recognize more immediately. Oh, I was feeling fine. And now my stomach and my shoulders and my tension headache, they're all coming back. So for most individuals that I've worked with in the past, we really start by tuning into the body. And when we can be aware of what's going on in the body, it gives us clues as to what's happened. So how we do this is typically like, we'll set alarms on their phone to go off twice a day. And I say, when this alarm goes off, you need to really check in and kind of scan your body. So essentially what we're looking for is thing that would say you have tension. Is it a tension headache? How are your shoulders and back feeling? Are they relaxed? How's your stomach feeling? Do you even like, do you have any indigestion? Like How do you feel um, emotionally right now? And the more that we check in with those things, the more it becomes a natural habit to notice like, oh, my stomach is tense at like a level five out of 10. And earlier this morning when I checked in, it was not tense at all. And so I wonder what has happened to kind of lead to that. And that can be a really effective way to start to identify triggers that are big or small. Uh, is tuning in with the body, tuning in with your mood, getting really um, acquainted with that and kind of investigating those things on your own. Um, And so I would say that those are probably my biggest tips. There's also, you know, other ways, obviously if you're working with a counselor or a therapist, they will, they're trained to help you recognize those as well. It could also be that you become irritable, you know, you become irritable and suddenly you're frustrated with everyone, you know? And that's kind of more tricky because instead of saying, oh, my mood changed, it's like everyone's pissing me off right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is also a good sign that something happened that needs some attention, maybe needs some healing and some self care uh, to help you right. regulate and feel okay again.
0: Oh, I love that. I love how you're talking about, you know, checking in with yourself, checking in with your mood, and then, you know, not just staying there, but actually investigating it further to see like what could be the cause of that. Mm -hmm. So I know for, for me, um, triggers can be so difficult when they are occurring, like you were talking about earlier, especially to refocus. And one thing that I've found that has helped me Is by teaching myself like I literally had to teach myself to pause in that Mm -hmm. moment and then to respond to the trigger with maybe one truth that I can think of, Mm -hmm. like saying, I am safe right now. Mm. And this has been helpful for me. But what are some suggestions from your standpoint that you could give someone that might be in the midst of a trigger?
1: I yeah, I love what you just shared, right? The the kind of simple phrase that we can use to reassure ourselves because in that moment we have ourselves as a resource if we're willing to show up for ourselves. Um and so I love that you also directed it towards the moment, right? You didn't say this is going to be okay, this is going to be safe. You know, it was like I am, this is what I am right now. Yeah. And That is the biggest key, I think, to managing and kind of coping more effectively when we do get triggered, because the big fear that our brain has kind of put us into is, again, we can only really focus on the moment. If we try to focus on some complex, you know, thing that we're going to do in the future or some complex thinking that we're going to do, well, the thinking part of our brain is pretty shut down. And so that's not going to be much help. And the future, the part of our brain that can sense the future in the past is also not online. And so yes, it's right. so important that we keep focused on being present in the moment and combating the trigger that way. So one of the things that is really recommended in psychology, um, just in general is this idea of grounding, which is, um, for those of you who may not know, it's, you know, a set of activities or things that you can do to connect more firmly with the present moment and the present world and the present reality. So this could be, um, like tactile, meaning like something that you touch, it could be, um, even just touching different items and saying, you know, this is my desk. This is the mm-hmm. wall. This is the and and describing your environment that's not triggering to kind of get your brain out of the heightened fight or flight. If it's not serving you, obviously. Right if you'd be in fight or flight because you're triggered because you're being chased by someone who wants to harm you, like that's a different story. (laughs) But, (laughs) but if you're being triggered by a thought that like, I'm not good enough, or I'm going to be rejected or, Mm -hmm. you know, this is it, it's happening again, whatever again is, you know, when you know, you don't actually have proof of it, you, you are kind of aware to a degree that it might be an overreaction based on a past trauma or it might Mm be a a pattern that you expect because of a past trauma more so than it happening again. um, I think it's really important to tune into your body and practice relaxing your body. The cool thing is, is that as much as our body, our body communicates with our brain really well. And so all the research out there has shown that if you make changes in your body, it changes what your brain thinks is going on. So if you were to go in yeah right um it's a different way to think of it if you were to go into a room and cross your arms and put a mad face on and stand like that for 5 minutes you would end up feeling more angry cuz your brain is t- trying to justify why your body's doing that okay and if you were to go and smile and this is actual research they've done on this if you were to go and smile continuously versus have a neutral face or a, a frown face Mm-hmm. you will report feeling happier at the end of that one exercise of simply smiling because your brain again is trying to justify why why you're smiling there must be good things right. to think about let me think about what those are and it tries <laughs> to find the answer um and so when your body is tense and your brain is triggered it gets into this really big spiraling loop of feedback where your brain checks in with your body says oh yeah we're tense we're triggered and then your thoughts kind of continue to get worse and then your body's tense. So your brain's like, let's think of all the reasons we are upset. We must be really upset for many reasons. And, and it kind of continues. So it's really hard to stop that, that spiral in your mind again, because we don't have our full capacity of thinking power <laughs> at our disposal. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, calming our body, is our best bet like okay i'm gonna put a pause on these thoughts for a second and and check back in when i can calm my body so what do i need to do right now deep breathing is a really good option doing some deep breathing practicing some actual their definite skills on how to deep breathe correctly (laughs) i've worked with a client before and and taught them some you know about deep breathing and they said it didn't really work and i said how are you breathing and they proceeded to breathe really fast and really hard, like wow like, okay okay, so this may be our problem that yeah, definitely um because now you're breathing right when we're stressed, our breathing increases in intensity and in speed, and so you're giving feedback to your brain to be stressed and to continue to be stressed um You know, and so your heart rate's changing, all of these signs of being triggered, your heart rate, your breathing, you're kind of adding to that instead of taking away. So definitely learning the skills of how to deep breathe in a way that brings calm breathing through your, your nose is essential. When we're stressed, we breathe through our mouth to try to get as much oxygen in as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that is even one of those things that your brain interprets as, oh, we should be stressed right now. We're breathing through our mouth or we're breathing fast or heavy. Um, and the goal is that you have oxygen in case you need to run or fight or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, so really focusing on some deep breathing, focusing on being here. And now in the moment, there are some skills called like three, two, one skills, Or um, even the five senses skills where you you look around and you like say out loud five things that you see and then you say four things that you feel that you can actually touch like different textures and what texture is. And you go through all your senses, even, you know, taking a drink of something or eating something and describing that. And so that can really help you to stay present in the moment. And kind of start to disarm that extreme and intense reaction.
0: Right. That is so fascinating. I mean, as you're talking, I'm like, okay, I need to tune in with my body, mm-hmm. show up for myself, mm-hmm. and be my own best advocate. Okay, I can do those. Yeah. <laughs> But I I love your teaching approach to self-care, which is why I think this next question is so fitting mm-hmm. for you. So how can someone practice self-care in response to feeling triggered? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is so
1: important because I think the tendency in our culture and, you know, for most of us is to shame ourselves. Yes, know? totally. Like oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh my gosh. This caused me Mm -hmm. to say that or do this thing. And now I've created a bigger mess and it's like the temptation to shame ourselves. is like overwhelming. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And yet we do know from the research that, you know, rarely does shame produce positive change. You know, it produces sometimes a, a form of managing something, um, but it never creates a really positive cycle. Um, it usually leads us further down the rabbit hole and causes us to be more likely to do that thing that we're ashamed of again. Yeah, definitely. Which sucks, right? And <laughs> That's yeah, how, our, for sure. <laughs> how our brain kind of goes to judgment, which only makes it worse. But I think that's the biggest, you know, the biggest first step is like, resist the urge to judge yourself. And try to understand why it made sense for you that you got triggered. Try to be that understanding voice to yourself, that understanding friend that says, oh, my gosh. Do you know how much you've been through? Like, you know, I have not met a human to date. And maybe it's just because I'm in my field and I talk with people who who have a lot of challenges. But to this day, I have not met someone yet who has struggled um, with nothing. Right. Right and yeah. so it's really important that we recognize that us struggling with something and being triggered is literally part of what it is to be human and being human is wonderful and beautiful and challenging but we're not alone yeah. in the in the in feeling we're struggling we're not alone in being triggered and so really recognizing you are more connected to the world and to people in the world because of going through this and recognizing how you want to move forward next time and just maintaining that approach of kindness to yourself i think is is one of the most freeing and um really rich possibilities because then it gives you the freedom to brainstorm when we're ashamed we try not to think about it and we try to hide it we try to act like we don't want it to happen so it'll never happen again and we hope it never happens again and we hope we can manipulate or avoid in some way, you know, everything that would ever trigger us and then somehow we'll be perfect and we'll be good. Well, that's not being human and that's not living in a human world. So really finding ways to know that it's okay. You were triggered. It's literally the most normal thing. And You don't need to have any shame about it. But what you can do is if it bothers you and and your reaction bothers you, be curious about what you can do to start to trigger proof yourself. And this is a term that I used with myself, you know, for myself coming out of trauma, because I realized if I just let myself kind of continue, you know, maybe 17 years ago when I had experienced these traumas, like if I just let myself continue, the the triggers would ruin me and close off my life slowly and surely. But if I could trigger proof myself, it gave me power, it gave me power to continue to think clearly. It gave me power to be in more situations, which gave me more opportunities. And so um, learning to advocate for yourself in that moment, it's okay that you were triggered. It's good because it gives you information that you now have to create a solution if you'll follow that path and be aware of it and consider it and then you know along with that thinking it through in a helpful and healthy way really focusing again on your body and what your body needs and some of those suggestions that I said or even you know taking a bath anything that relaxes your body physically a massage you know a warm blanket, a cup of tea, like doing things that relax your body. And then the cool thing is, and the really exciting point of this is as you start to do that after you get triggered. You then can start to pre like plan to essentially build up your inner resources so that next situation happens, you're so filled up that you don't fall as easily into triggers because when we're tired, when we're stressed already because of other things, when our body is not feeling well, it is so much easier to get triggered. It really is. And so coping ahead is what I like to call it. Instead of coping after coping ahead, how am I coping ahead today Mm. in case something goes Mm. wrong or goes how I don't expect it or upsets me? Have I invested in my body, in my thoughts, those kinds of things.
0: Oh, I love that. I was just, I was taking some notes while you're writing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trigger proving ourselves gives us power and just pre-planning ahead of time, building yeah. up those resources inside. Wow. That's so good. These are things that I, I needed and I'm definitely going to apply what I'm learning today. But I I so love your approach to hard topics or hard things that we walk through that there is an upgrade available to us. Mm-hmm. And I just, I feel like if you're someone who's listening, who has triggers from the past, like Dr. Allie said, there is an upgrade or a better quality of life for you. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. I think every time I have you on, I'm just like, there's an upgrade available. I just want to shout <laughs> it. <laughs> so I just want to thank you so much, Dr. Ali, for coming on. And would you just let the listener know how they can connect with you?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I love to talk about these things, and I'd absolutely love to connect with anyone who has, you know, further questions, wants more information. Maybe as well, you're looking to get connected with a therapist or a coach or someone who can help you walk through these triggers. I would definitely recommend, um, if you see triggers coming up because of trauma, I would say that falls more in the realm of therapy than coaching because we really want to get you, um, strong in those ways. And so if you need a referral for a therapist, I currently don't work as a therapist, but I can, I'm happy to give you some connections. Um, And you can go ahead and get a hold of me at uh, my email, which is Allie at RadiantThoughts.com. You can also check out my website, which is
0: RadiantThoughts.com. And um, feel free to reach out there as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Thank you, Dr. Allie, again, for your time. And as always, guys, until next time, we bless you.